0: Look behind you, and Clash Music presents.
1: This one. You're, You're listening, listening to the LBY Clash Music podcast.
0: ClashMusic.com. Clash Music.
2: Hello, and welcome to the first Clash LBY Music podcast coming up this month. We've got music from Magnetic Man, Bear in Heaven, plus interviews with Best Coast and MIA.
3: But first, we start with a track from our album of the month, The Suburbs, by Arcade Fire, and this is from it. It's called Rococo.
0: Clash Music Podcast.
3: Welcome and thanks for downloading the first and new series of podcasts from Clash Magazine in association with Look Behind You Music Records.
2: Every month we'll bring you the best music, interviews and reviews. So you've got myself here, I'm Roman. We've got Dave over there, hello. And also we've got a very, very special guest joining us. It's Matt who is the deputy editor of Clash Magazine. Hello sir, how are you? Ah uh, good boys, how's it going? Yeah, cannot complain, cannot complain. We're in a room listening to music. How can it get any better than that? Uh, So Matt, do you want to explain a bit more about kind of what Clash is and what the whole ethos of the magazine is?
1: Yeah, we're an independent title published out of uh, London. Um, And yeah, we been going about six years. Um, You might have seen us in some of the bigger news agents, active at quite a few festivals. Generally, we try and get some big names on the front and then inside it's, you know, it's everything. And from very underground, Abstract music to breaking indie bands to really old famous kind of very influential people that might be just off the radar for our kind of younger demographic, but we feel that people should know about them. Bit of fashion on this side as well. A little it? bit of fashion. Well, quite a lot of fashion actually. Rose, old fashion it will kill me <laughs> saying that. A little bit of fashion. Yeah, uh, big fashion emphasis. We shoot a lot of bands and try and make sure, like the clothes relate to the audience, you know. So. You can often see you're quite a good breaking band modeling some fine threads.
2: And a band who are very well attired at all times. I kind of like Wynn's communist braces <laughs> kind of look he's got a guy going on. We started with Arcade Fire, a track from the new album, The Suburbs, called Rococo. Gentlemen, where do we stand in this album? Shall we start with you, David?
3: Well, we were talking about it earlier, weren't we? And it's just it just blows my mind, everything that they do, personally. I mean, we could gush on and on about it. And we have in the past, to be honest, haven't we? We've just gushed and gushed. Yeah, a bit too much. Um, uh, I was talking to Matt, and it's one of those albums that we'd say, can you give an album 10 out of 10? And you're thinking, well, I, I, and originally, I'd give it 9 out of 10. But the more I listened to it, I, I'd go for 10 out of 10. And um, That's just my own personal view.
1: Yeah, I, I walked out of a listening of this album and I was like, that's good. I've only had two listens, but when can you grant that status? And I, I think it can only happen over a period of time, so we, we'll, we'll no doubt see, but it's, it's definitely up there on the albums of the year.
2: For me, yeah, for me it's an absolutely... Majestic album. It's huge. It just sounds awesome as ever with them. But the great thing I love most about it is the the evolution. I mean, there was quite a big step up from Funeral into Neon Bible, which a lot of people didn't buy. A lot of people thought kind of these Springsteen elements were kind of worn a bit too, a bit too clearly on the on the sleeve a bit there. But I think with this album, it's evolved wonderfully. I think the electronic elements as well are very very interesting. Win himself is to describe this as kind of a a Depeche Mode. Kind of sound and a move forward for them. Does that kind of ring shoe with you, Matt? Do you think that's true?
1: Yeah, it's just unbelievably well made. It's just solid from top to bottom and it's very well mixed. And, you know, there's loads of stuff that you don't even really appreciate what it is in there yet. And again, this goes back to, you know, the album really revealing itself over a period of time. But I just love the album architecture as well. Like, it's a long album Mm. and there's just so many little dips and curves. And it starts with the track The Suburbs and it closes with the track The Suburbs. And one's like a little kind of classical piano noodle, and then at the end it's like this string kind of outro. And songs come in two parts elsewhere. I think The Sprawl, and Sprawl 2 is like a disco track almost. <laughs> yeah, it's just, amazing. Yeah, it's just incredible. But like, we also were also
3: talking about the credibility of bands, of uh, people who like the bands as well. Like, have you, have you seen the video where um, they do a song with David Bowie? No. Um, yeah, it's from Fashion uh,
2: Rocks a couple of years ago. They yeah, do wake up with Bowie. It's amazing, and maybe, huh?
3: Apparently, he Bowie, who was a you know famous recluse in his New York apartment, contacted <laughs> the band and uh, say, "Oh, you know, could we uh, do some? Can I do something with you?" And mm. um, let me think about that for two seconds. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> but also, you know, people are obsessed by this band, and uh, for very good reason, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it, uh, David Byrne is also a huge fan of the band and you know you hear that talking, influ- talking Heads influence throughout the album, I think. Springsteen is another one that people keep talking about. But I think this time around, as much as I love Neon Bible, this album does nail it. It brings everything that influences them into one place and they kind of really make it their own. Uh, so I think we're all agreeing that The Suburbs is a very strong album, people should definitely go and buy it. Yeah. Better than Funeral? Oh, ho- ho- ho. Yes. I'm gonna say yes. I recently saw them at um, I saw the gig they did at Hackney Empire, uh, which was kind of a, a short note. So it was a warm up uh, for some other shows they were doing, and they really combine beautifully the stuff from Funeral with the new stuff, and they sit side by side really well. And a lot of people there kind of you could tell they were missing that kind of big baroque sing along, kind of uh, tunnels kind of experience from the new album, but. I think it's the stronger for that. I think it's kind of a more intelligent album. I think it's you know they could have kept on doing that. They could have kept on with the the wooing and the shouting and the you know let's all sing along and have it you know forever. But I think this is strange to say it a very mature R. K. Fire album. It's very strange to say a band that are mature and ridiculously intelligent have made a more mature album. But I think that's that's what it sounds like to me.
3: It shows their strength that they can do that and just get better as well. You know, it's just fantastic. Um So I've got some really exciting news for you if you're a big fan of the band. Uh, they're playing uh, from Madison Square Garden, which will be broadcast live on YouTube on August the 5th. And they're headlining the Reading and Leeds Festival at the end of the month, at the bank holiday August weekend as well.
2: And of course, that YouTube gig by the time uh, this wonderful little podcast goes out will have been and gone, but I'm sure you'll be able to watch it online uh, and well, well worth it. Their new stage setup up is just absolutely awesome. Uh, still to come, our best new band of the month and we hear from M.I.A.
0: You're listening Ooh. to the LBY Clash Music Podcast.
2: Every month we'll be looking at a band currently on tour. First, gents, which new live acts have kind of been exciting you, Matt? live acts you've seen recently have really kind of tickled your fancy?
1: Yeah, very intriguing one at the weekend at Field Day, uh, Esben and the Witch, kind of folk noir trio. Um, very deep, involved kind of guitar and lots of crescendo. They, they seem to be pretty promising. Um, I've just been thinking, I've spent my uh, l- last few weeks Peppering myself around various festival sites, but I think <laughs> I must have been working too hard because I can't I just remember anything. It's always a terror. It's
2: always a terror when you work at a festival. You see like two bands. I once went to Glastonbury and only saw two bands the entire weekend. Well, but it's that's it, another story. It, it's
3: this myth of working in the music industry, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. You see all these bands, but when you're working at a festival. Yeah. It's very rarely you, you get to, see to enjoy. to five
2: minutes of the poo on a Sunday <laughs> yeah. night, and that's it. Uh, Dave, live bands who caught your fancy recently? Well,
3: um, me and Roman uh, last night we uh, we went to see Skylarkin uh, and also were supporting, uh, a supporting band from LA called Best Coast. Mm. Uh, Best Coast. Um, but we, I, I personally love Skylarkin. I love the, the energy they bring to a set, and I just love the way that um, they just keep on every song. In my opinion, that they bring out has a catchy chorus you know people can sing along for a three-piece they're really impressive and Mm. the fact that um they can they can uh, transfer that energy into the crowd as well i just think live you've you've really got to check them out but you disagree right
2: i i think they're a very good band i really liked the early stuff i really liked one of two i really like the stuff that came out on dance to the radio i think they're great Mm. but i don't know they just don't They just don't really land it for me. I think, yeah, you're right. The live energy is really good. performance is really good. They're really catchy songs, but I never want to go back and listen to Skylark. I mean,
3: Fossil Fossil Eye was fantastic. They've got a new, uh, well, Beeline. Have you heard Beeline? Line? Again, it's just really, it's got, it's, it's just, it's like pop, but it's not pop. It's poppy rock, but not
2: that poppy. I will admit, I've got the album in my bag. I have not listened to it yet. But what about I, you, Roman? My, I've seen a, a lot of decent things recently, but the thing I would have to recommend most is uh, a band called Wild Nothing. Uh, I was lucky enough to see their first ever UK show a couple of weeks ago, actually, at um, Camp Basement uh, in London's fashionable East End. Uh, really, really good band, kind of... Very ethereal and magical on on record, but when they play live, kind of very curesy and smithsy guitar parts, kind of sounds very summery, very shimmery, but also, yeah, kind of very dark as well, very dark, very deep. Uh, I highly recommend them. They are coming back to London to play on uh, the Luminaire on the 20th of August. But if you haven't got the album Gemini, uh, it will be one of the albums of the year. heard it here first uh, so make sure you check it
3: out okay so uh, we did blog about a band called bear in heaven earlier this year roman uh, as always finger on the musical pulse he he heard them (laughs) on some kind of blog uh, obscure.com and uh, he thought i know i'll just pick on with this before anyone else in the country and he went down to was it the luminaire it was the lexington lexington sorry in central london Uh, north london
2: North London? Give or take, yeah, it's North London.
3: Okay, and that doesn't matter. But um, he went he actually had a chat with them. They had problems getting over uh, because of this ash cloud, you may remember, a couple of months ago. And he had a chat with them. We put it on our blog, uh, lbymusic.com. You can catch them on tour, actually, uh, later this month. London on the 21st of August, Green Man Festival on the 22nd, Edinburgh 23rd, Belfast on the 24th, and Leeds Festival on the 26th. And this is the song from their latest album, Beast Rest Fourth Mouth, and it's called Ultimate Satisfaction.
4: There's so many
2: That is Bear in Heaven with Ultimate Satisfaction, uh, a band we definitely, definitely recommend you go out and see, well worth the trip. Other gigs coming up that you should definitely make sure you can buy tickets for. I'm going to recommend, pretty a no brainer really, LCD Sound System, Hot Chip, two good bands right? Playing together on the same night in the same venue. Oh, oh sexy time. Uh, yeah, the guys are doing a series of dates around the country, kind of mid-November. Uh, they're doing London, Cardiff, Manchester, Sheffield, all between the 10th and 15th of November. So get on that, make sure you get tickets, get your big specs.
3: My recommendation is probably the Eels. Because I'm bitter, I've never seen them and they're one of my favourite vans from back in the day and they're playing out in September throughout the UK. What about you, Matt?
1: Well, this isn't so much uh, get your tickets now from the shops. Uh, Festivals obviously coming up, which is the kind of end of season party knees up. <laughs> so uh, if you've not got a festival ticket, I think it's sold out. Um, we do have some tickets to give away on the Clash site, so just mosey on over to uh, www.clashmusic.com forward slash festivals and let us know why you deserve a pair of festival tickets.
2: Can I enter now, Matt, by saying, 'Cause I'm awesome?' Is that a valid entry? No
1: staff. Are we we are take we? it more seriously in the BBC.
2: <laughs> oh, just, uh, just uh, in case the BBC's army of highly paid lawyers are listening, yeah. no one's ever stolen anything at the BBC, and everyone's lovely and nice. Uh, right, still to come, music from Magnetic Man, and we will be catching up with M.I.A.
0: You're listening to the L.B.Y. Clash Music Podcast. So
3: every month we'll be selecting the best new bands. Uh, Matt, who's getting you excited at the moment?
1: Uh, it's a couple of producers, more dancey kind of balleret guys. Aeroplane, who might be on quite a lot of people's radars. Uh, his debut's coming out. Um, sounded pretty good. And uh, Shit Robot on DFA, one of James Murphy's uh, underlings. Um, that album sounding fantastic. Definitely recommend that. I think it's called uh, rather beautifully from the cradle to the rave.
2: Oh, nice. amazing! Someone's done that. Yeah.
1: What about you, Roman
2: me, I'm getting excited by this guy called Jai Paul, who uh, kind of Polydora fighting over uh, another couple of labels that interested him as well. It's kind of really weird Prince vibe, but really warped and distorted, kind of 8-bit sweary Prince. Makes really good soulful pop. Um, yeah, there's a track called B-T-S-T-U floating around at the moment, which you can get on his MySpace, which is myspace.com forward slash Jai Paul music. And that's J-A-I Paul music. That sounds amazing. Right. Yeah. You really, just, sold, really you just sold, yeah, totally. sold it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any on you? Yeah, yeah I'll slip you a little CD after the- oh, yeah. we're done.
3: That, that sounds dodgy, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, well, for me, I think it's Summer Camp. I've just blogged about it on lbymusic.com. And uh, the latest EP, Young, is, I think it's really good. We talked about this in previous podcasts. And um, I just think Jeremy Wormsley has just come into his own at the moment and i think this is the kind of music that you would expect from west coast u.s but it's come from the outskirts of london probably from uh, a a norfolk mansion somewhere you know (laughs) Uh, but i'm really impressed by the ep and um, i think you should everyone should check it out
2: personally uh, I have my reservations about Wormsley. We, we shall see.
3: We shall see, OK. Well, one band who have been getting a lot of critical attention at the moment are Best Coast. Uh, Roman caught up with them last night.
4: Uh, hi, hi,
5: I'm Ali. I'm Bethany.
2: I'm Bob. So, guys, we're sitting outside in uh, East London on a beautiful sunny day. Uh, have you had much chance to soak up London yet or have you just kind of been hovering around, kind of going from interview to interview?
5: We've really experienced this area. yeah, yeah. <laughs> very familiar with this.: parking yeah lot. We know we know everything on this street and in that direction, basically behind us. Um, but we've been to London before, but we're kind of this, this tour over has been sort of we started we, we started off in London and then we went to like Rome, Portugal and um, Sweden and now we're back in London to play our show tonight at Cargo and then we do a rough trade in store tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll get to Well Rough Trades is just what right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Basically East London is Well we all saw we,
5: know. we saw the airport, Gatwick. Yeah. That's pretty far away.
2: This time round coming back to London, do you kind of have you felt the ramp up in attention and kind of you know the album's had a lot of great reviews. Are you kind of feeling that this summer round?
5: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, the first time we played in London it was like one of our sh- one of our shows sold out and like it was still there were a lot of people and it was like really cool but I think now that we have a record it's like things are a little bit more intense and people actually like know more songs by us and they have a physical like release of ours because when we came here the first time we didn't have any of our seven inches because they had all sold out so we were like hey we're here we have nothing to sell you sorry about that you just get to look at our faces um but yeah, it's 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 weird to be really far away from home and have you know people recognize you and uh, you know tell you that they're big fans of yours. It's, it's pretty cool.
2: How do you guys kind of cope on toy Is you know is one of you a prankster? Do you, you know how do you kind of We're keep the are All switch?
5: pranksters, pretty yeah. much. We
2: just make a lot of jokes like all the time about each other, most yeah. of the
4: time, or other. We make fun of stuff. each
5: other a lot. <clears throat> we make fun of other people a lot. Combined. <laughs> Combined, yeah. we um, yeah. you know, we have a
4: lot of like inside, inside jokes, jokes, and
5: I think and that's what helps that's us. That's It's the same. only way we talk. Yeah, we really don't have real conversations yeah. anymore. Everything is all all based around our like own own language that we've created yeah, it's for all, ourselves. It's all said
6: with a look and into one word. Yeah. Inside. You basically <laughs> have to just
5: like hit someone and be like. Look yeah. at that. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, but it's I'm like a the, the, the baby. I'm the one that complains the most, probably. And they kind of either tell me to shut up or tell me it's going to be leave okay. You in
2: the dust. Yeah. You kind of mentioned you kind of feel a lot more the shows, people responding to the album and stuff. I mean, uh, do you feel it's translating? Because it's, you know, it's such uh, kind of a very evocative album about a time in a certain place and you know you really get that sense of California and LA from it do you feel like it, people are really kind of getting it and why do you think that is translates so universally
5: I think it's sort of like the Californian <clears throat> dream is people are always sort of like you know I mean, maybe not everybody, but I think I really wanted to to have a band and a record and songs that made people that are in the middle of nowhere feel like they're sort of a part of the California dream. And, like, obviously, we don't hang out at the beach all day. We don't even live anywhere near the beach. But, like, I make music. I write songs and Bob plays parts on those songs that sound like California, I guess. And we sort of try to take that sound to other places and try to make people feel like they're you know, surrounded by palm trees and cats and uh, ocean water.
2: <laughs> and uh, kind of lyrically, and performance-wise, it feels like a very honest album, very straightforward album. Was that something you deliberately kind of went for? Is that you know something? Yeah, that's...
5: yeah. I don't want to make um, records with lyrics that people have to sit down and like decipher and try to figure out what it means. And you know, I, I feel like the songs are very straightforward, and I want to keep it that way. Um, I mean, for me, it's like some of my favorite songs are, you know, a song like Don't Worry Baby or I Want to Hold Your Hand. It's just really simple, straightforward stuff. And I think that that's the easiest for people to relate to. Um, Especially like young kids, which is kind of like my, like, Sort of, I feel like I make music for teenagers because I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> so I feel like if you write a song that's like really hard to understand, a 15-year-old girl's gonna be like, "What does that mean?" But if you're just like, "When I'm with you, I have fun," a 15-year-old girl's like, "Yes, I get this. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I get it. I feel that."
2: thank you thank you very much to bethany bob and ali who make up best coast for spending time with us little chat uh before their gig at cargo in london um and that was i want to from their new album crazy for you uh we were at that gig at cargo in london i keep saying cargo in london it's a great place i'm not plugging or anything it's just a nice place that's where we saw the gig it was hot it was hot, it was hot. What did you think of Best Coast? They're getting a lot of buzz. People are saying the Guardian have really called it the album of the year. Rough yeah. Trade Shops have been going crazy about it on their Twitter.
3: Well, it was very scenes the last night, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? It was like the whole of Shoreditch came out and just said, we fancy a night out, let's go to Cargo. <laughs> um, lots of cardigans, lots of tight skinny jeans. But to be honest with you, I thought it was a good five, six out of ten. You know, they were they were Ooh. good, but they're, they were, they're banter in between songs. If I can use banter in that way was a bit too drawn out for my liking. I mm. found myself cringing to a lot of things and just thinking to myself, oh, just get on with it, play your mm. music. That's what people are here for. Well, m- most people are here for, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: so- it's, that's the thing with this band. I think part of the whole aesthetic and the whole reason a group of people like them is because of that whole slacker LA Bethany is always going about how much weed she smokes and how lazy she is in the songs. And yeah, cat. And she has a cat, which everyone loves, called Snacks the Cat. Has his own Twitter. Has like 3,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, she while I was interviewing her she was actually wearing a necklace that said snacks on it and just people there was a point in the gig the other night where uh, she actually asked who prefers dogs and who prefers cats and got people to put their hands up and stuff
3: and those who put their hands up for the dog got the finger um, yeah, and I was one of me. them <laughs> you know, I wasn't offended but I could have been I'm just saying it but when they focused their their performance was really good it was really mm. strong and uh, if they come to a town near you I'd definitely recommend checking them out
2: yeah and Pick up the album Crazy For You. It's really good. It's on Wichita. Having a very summery West Coast vibes. Yeah. 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 I'd I'd buy it. Yeah. And it's got a picture
3: of the cat on as well. And
2: you'll get to find out more about Snacks the Cat all over the place, all over the kind of imagery of that album and just in songs as well. It gets name checked in songs. Anyway, uh, time now. We're going to have a quick look at the latest news that's been tickling our fancy. Uh, But first, Matt, Clash, of course, is a great destination for news if you want it.
1: Yeah, my favourite bit of news actually this week was the world's oldest record shops just reopened in Cardiff. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's going on since eighteen ninety four, and it's reopened. Uh, I think this week. So uh, big up the independent record stores. They are making comeback.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a. Raleigh Street Preachers were big fans of that shop. Uh, they kind of always bang on about it. In fact, Nicky Wire often wears, I can't remember what it's called, it begins with an S or something. Spillers. Spillers, that's it. Nicky Wire's been seen wearing a Spillers t-shirt. They're, they're big fans. And when it closed initially, there was they uh, they kind of got behind it a lot. So yeah, if you're, if you're in the Cardiff area, get down to Spillers, support your local record shop. My favourite piece of news of the week is the return of Mr. West. What an absolute joker. He's been lay, lying low a bit after the whole Swiftgate affair. Uh, and he's, his blog, I think, is re-going now. He stopped blogging for a while. He kind of uh, maintained radio silence while he's working on his new album, which uh, he revealed on Twitter is, was going to be called Good Ass Job, sorry, Good Ass Job, uh, but will no longer be called that. So yeah, he's re he's blogging again. He's joined Twitter, has almost half a million followers in the space of a couple of days, but he's only following one person, uh, and this person is a guy called Stephen Holmes from Coventry, he uh, he just uh, added Kanye, because Kanye posted a picture. I think he had diamonds put in the lower row of his teeth or something. And there was some banter between them about what Kanye used to clean them, whether it was Colgate or something else. So Kanye has added him. So Kanye's following this one guy from Coventry and no one else currently. I'm sure that will change. Uh, but this poor guy got like, pre- he instantly got an extra 3000 followers out of nothing.
4: Yeah.
2: And uh, press, press started getting in touch with him. People started, sending a message out of nowhere so matters. Kanye,
3: if you're listening can you also follow <laughs> at clash underscore music or at lby music please uh that'd be nice
2: wouldn't it yeah. a few extra followers blessed by the hand of west uh but this poor guy has now he's basically gone off twitter he's basically saying I, I want no part of this and has gone to hide under a rock somewhere poor bloke uh yeah so for all your latest news make sure you head to clashmusic.com.
0: Come. You're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast. All
3: right, let's move on then. So this is a track from a dubstep supergroup, I think they're called. Uh, it's Benga, Scream and... uh Artwork. Artwork, thank you very much. And it's a remix of their latest hit uh, by Digital Soundboy, and it's called I Need Air.
6: Electrify my body and you're making me feel like I'm so electric the thing you do is making me blow, blow, blow Don't know what to do about it, can't seem not a libertarian do is just no 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 you suffocate my mind and now my atmosphere is crowded and you being here is making me blow 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 you penetrate my space and now i'm looking out of place and you're making it hard for me full of colors that you bring to me you're freaking out my energy i'm losing and you're making And so now you're looking out of places, you're making this hard for me, electrify my body And you're making me feel like I'm so electric, everything you do is making me blow, blow, blow Don't know what to do about it, can't seem now to live without it all of
2: Is Magnetic Man. I need Air, the Digital Sound Boy remix. You can get that as a free download right now from the Clash Music website, clashmusic.com. Uh, there's a free daily download to make sure you get along there every day and get a, a new slice of musical excellence, uh, gentlemen. We had an interesting conversation in the public house the other night about dubstep and her, this whole Magnetic Man thing because this this track, the original of this track, has gone top ten. It's been, you know, it's a top mm. ten chart hit. Uh, and a friend of ours, uh, the professor Rowan Collinson, was putting forward the concept that this uh, kind of heralds the end of dubstep, the, kind of the end of its you know extreme climb. In the same way that two-step did the same thing, it became it became pop music, mm. it became chart music, and dubstep seems to go the same way. The success of all these producers and you know things like KTB becoming really big, you know, is that something you agree with? Is this potentially the I mean- uh, beginning of the end for? for the underground scene
3: yeah will it eat itself that's that's the age-old question can it keep on reinventing or will people just get sick of it and will it become one of these uh these uh, uh backline music genres i guess i'm not sure i think i think it's got enough steam because the genre in particular seems like it's always trying to push boundaries and it always try it's always trying to um, give itself a new image and and um, they always seem to want to be leaders and they don't want to follow any any other genres down that route. I'm not sure what your thoughts are. Yeah,
1: like. totally. I think um, I've spoken to quite a few of the producers through doing nights and having them in the mag and stuff. And they're all very conscious of the fact that they need to keep pushing forwards. They s- seem to like realize what happens when like drum and bass just sat on its arse, It didn't go anywhere and it didn't, you know, it, it died. And in some ways, it's kind of annoying that a lot of the drum and bass producers didn't actually mutate their sound 10, 12 years ago into this now but here we are and i think the core producers all the boys from croydon uh it's so close to them and it's so much theirs that i uh, i think they've still got a lot of control over it
2: yeah, I suppose we should take it as a positive thing that, you know, that people's ears are attuned to, you know, that something like dubstep can morph into a, a pop form and people will still take it and really accept it. And, it, you know, it just kind of maybe shows how far the music buying public has come in the last couple of years, that something like dubstep doesn't scare them anymore. You know, they can hear the hear the pop elements in it and really enjoy it. Things like that, a KB track. It's just, you know, it's just a great pop tune as well.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, it's really has infected a lot of other areas, like mm. house mm. And kind of dub techno people like Apple Bloom and Ramadan Man, you know, they're kind of they've got half step basslines and four four drums, and it just sounds wicked. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. that's going to inf- you know, it's 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 going off in all directions. So, its 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 spirit is very strong.
3: It is, and it, but it's all its roots as well don't seem mm. to be going anywhere. You can still go into an underground club anywhere yeah. in the UK, and you know, dubstep will still be as credible as it's always been, and it and it just seems like. As long as it's got that at its heart, I don't think it's it's going anywhere
2: soon. Yeah, and, you know, we've still got great albums, hopefully to come from Scream and Benger himself. So, you know, maybe the originators will still create something exciting and yeah. new in those albums as well. But let us know what you think about this little debate on Twitter at Clash underscore Music or at LBY Music as well.
0: You're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast.
2: Next, we turn our attention to one artist never far away from music press headlines. Whether it's videos which act as metaphors for the extermination of Tamil Tigers or public spats with journalists about truffle fries, MIA is never afraid of controversy. Her third album, Maya, is out now. Uh, Lads, quickly, what do you make of that album? In one word, impressive.
1: Yeah, Matt. Uh, Yeah, really, really impressive. Just, it doesn't sound like anybody else. Um, A lot of people seem to think she's a bit of a charlatan, but I actually think she's just uh, a pretty sophisticated musical magpie who uh, takes what she wants and, and makes something completely different out of it.
2: I will keep my thoughts on this very brief, but I was actually bored by this album, extremely, extremely bored. It's very cold, nothing to kind of identify with, you know, technically amazing, like sonically really great. A couple of tracks remind me of, you know, what Missy Elliott was doing before she disappeared off the face of the planet. Kind of really experimental, really pushing the sound, but yeah, I just find it really hard to connect to. But anyway, Matt, you uh, you caught up with her recently.
1: Yeah, I had the pleasure to interview her. Um, I'd, I'd interviewed twice on the phone before, and she lives in a very, very flighty world. Um, the, the two times before I was meant to actually interview her face-to-face, I was coming down from Glasgow, and it got cancelled about three times whilst I was on a train. Um, but I actually finally got a bit of face-to-face time with her. Yeah, she's pretty stimulating uh, young character in music. She's she's very opinionated. She riles herself up in interviews. She uh, has got a lot to say, um, and she's not scared to say any of it. So, um, yeah, here's a little taster. Clash! music you got born free which is one of the like the most bold statements you made and then it's folded up with like XXXO which looks like genocide next to kind of like you trying to build a relationship or frustrated about a relationship were you ever scared like
7: my love letter to the music industry maybe I need to be like a bit more optimistic about some of the music that's out there <laughs> Galang was on a Honda commercial, but I thought that was okay because all refugees drive Hondas. I was like, fuck it, you know, my mum's got a Honda, and if I have to do that once, then I'll do it cos it's not like I sold any records. But but then I was just like... You know, Coca-Cola asked me to be the face of it, and that's insane to me.
1: On your last album, you said that you wanted to be less political because you felt like you were chasing your dad's ghost around it's a bit of a diss to your mum and then obviously this one you called it Maya what's the significance about naming this one after yourself but it also being like almost like the most angry
7: I don't think it's angry I think it's uncomfortable
1: (laughs) (laughs) you kind of get the impression that you do you just do what you want so what's what's the most limiting factor in your life
7: The limiting factor right now is still, you know, still my mum not being able to get in. Like, my mum is seen as a threat to society in America. Right. And that's really funny to me. Like, now I've just started taking the piss out of her. You're
0: You're listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast.
2: Thanks very much to MYA and thank you very much to you for downloading the show. We'll be back next month.
3: Yeah, and if you are uh, listening to this on iTunes, make sure you press that subscribe button because we'll 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 do one of these every month if you're lucky. So uh, <laughs> it'll be very nice to to speak to you and hear from you every week. As well.
2: Aren't we very, very generous. Uh, in the meantime, for the next month until you get the show again, head over to clashmusic.com for all the latest news and some amazing musical goodies and interviews as well.
3: And you can also uh, head to lbymusic.com, and that is a Tumblr site. So if, if you are on Tumblr, uh, please follow us. We'll follow you back
2: probably. Uh, And you can also follow us all on Twitter at Clash underscore music or at LBY music. Just throw words at us.
3: Matt, what can we expect from the next issue of Clash magazine?
1: Um, The one on the shelves at the moment, if you mosey into your local news agent, uh, it's our stars and hype issue. So we're pulling together and pulling apart some of the more hypey US things. We've got the drums on the cover. Uh, Good old Dr. John's floating around in there. Um, Matthew Dear, Chick 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 and a lovely little band called Menomina
2: oh, I love that band love that band make sure you pick up this month's issue of Clash make sure you head to the website goodbye thank you
0: you've been listening to the LBY Clash Music Podcast, Podcast. the best from the magazine and the blog Clash is available from all big news agents or subscribe online at ClashMusic.com also check out LBYMusic.com